0: Welcome to this week's Simply Economics podcast with Mark Rogers, who is the Senior U.S. Economist for Econoday. Mark, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me again.
0: Well, Mark, we got a lot that happened last week, and we've got a busy week ahead, so let's look ahead first. What are some of the potential market-moving news items in the week to come?
1: Well, carrying over from last week, one of the biggest movers was related to the Fed minute. So related to that, we have on Tuesday, Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke testifying before the Senate Banking Committee in the morning and you know, carrying on for however long they well, choose to torture him. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, he's going to testified before the House Financial Services Committee on Wednesday morning. So the markets will be clearly paying attention to every word that he speaks.
0: What about the economic indicators?
1: Well, this week we have just a plethora of information on man- on housing, manufacturing and the consumer. For housing, we're going to see um, data on new home sales pending home sales fhfa home prices and case shiller and this will be carrying over from last week's news on housing starts and existing home sales so we want to see if there's still some upward momentum for manufacturing the big story is going to be on the durables report and that's always interesting in terms of the forward momentum but bear in mind as always that is probably the most volatile monthly data series that the U.S. had so anything in that report you've really got to take with a grain of salt but it's still important and for the consumer there are a number of uh, series uh, we're seeing the consumer hit by higher payroll taxes, higher gasoline prices, and for a rare occasion delays in the income tax refunds. So we're going to be paying attention to the spending portion of personal income, uh, consumer confidence, and then a positive has been motor vehicle sales, and those numbers come out for February.
0: Well, let's turn to the past week. The biggest daily swing last week was Wednesday, and it was after the release of the Fed Minutes. Mark, what's going on with that?
1: Part of it is it's really understanding the, the Fed thought process in terms of the balance sheet unwinding Uh, The Fed actually had some positive things to say in its uh, minutes. Basically, the Fed saw the fourth quarter. The slowing in the fourth quarter is largely weather related, and the Fed was somewhat optimistic moving forward. What got the market's attention, however, was the internal debate about quantitative easing and that debate is heating up. But the bottom line is there are a lot of technical issues related to the Fed unwinding, and apparently many market participants, traders, just are not accustomed to the internal debate that the Fed has to take well in advance, well in advance of when they actually do something to unwind. So there it really was not so much that the Fed is moving up the quantitative uh, unwinding but that the Fed is trying to anticipate the technical needs.
0: Now Mark, in let fact, me just let me just ask you this, when you say move up the quantitative unwinding, it, just explain real briefly what that means?
1: Well there are, in my mind two two effects, two key effects. There, there are more, but two key effects. The quantitative easing has been related to the Fed buying mortgage-backed securities, and that has lowered mortgage rates and the Fed has bought more long-term treasuries. That's, uh, this, you know, depending on who you ask what the you know, moniker is, QE3 and QE4. Basically the Fed has pushed down long-term interest rates but also the Fed has boosted liquidity which shows up as excess reserves for for banks and that has improved the ability of banks to lend even though there's still reluctance to do so got it But basically, the Fed, at some point, when the economy strengthens, is going to have to unwind. And actually, one of the issues is that the Fed could actually, and some say likely, will incur losses. Essentially, the Fed, in quantitative easing, has adopted the philosophy of buy high and sell low but that's (laughs) that's that's the nature of quantitative easing in order to lower interest rates and when they unwind they're going to be selling mortgage-backed securities and treasuries likely at lower prices than they paid however i think the fed is clearly going to be telegraphing these moves it's going to be very gradual. I think the Fed's going to do everything in its power in terms of providing information or so-called guidance to keep the market soothed. And this past week, there likely was an overreaction to what the Fed had in its minutes. In fact, there was fairly quick response in terms of Fed speak to try to clarify those issues. In fact, there was a mild rebound in equities on Friday after we heard from uh, District Bank President Bullard, of St. Louis Fed President James Bullard, who is considered a moderate, speaking out that there's going to be continued loose monetary policy for quite some time. So the markets actually did recover and rethink their position about the Fed minutes after Fed speak, and notably, St. Louis Fed President James Bullard, who is not someone who readily speaks out in favor of loose policy for an extended period, but that's basically what he did.
0: I want to remind anybody watching that uh, uh, Mark covers a lot of other market uh, activity and indicators in his weekly report and you can get the full weekly report uh, and we'll have details at the very end of the program. Uh, Mark let's jump to the markets.
1: They were basically for, for equities two key days and those were on wednesday i'm sorry tuesday and wednesday and for different reasons tuesday was moderately positive and it reflected merger and acquisition activity and also some news from overseas in terms of german business expectations data being a little better than expected and we can't forget that the international scene still has some impact here in the u.s but in terms of equities, stock traders love to hear of mergers and acquisitions, and we had, and we had some good news on that front. Uh, that was the focus of the potential merger of Office Max and Office Depot, and that just basically continued some recent news on that front. Wednesday, there was movement in the other direction. And that was the negative reaction to the Fed minutes on Wednesday. And then, again, as I mentioned earlier, we had some partial reversal Friday on St. Louis Fed President James Bullock's comments that loose policy was going to continue for some time. At
0: some point, ended up fractionally above the 14000 mark, that all-important psychological barrier in the... the Dow Industrial Average. What about the Treasury markets?
1: We didn't see a lot of movement. Yields eased only slightly. Uh, The interesting thing is just remembering that markets don't always think the same way. Sometimes bond traders think differently than equity traders, and we saw that this past week. especially at midweek, traders actually put a little more thought into what the Fed minutes were actually saying, and they they tracked the Fed far more carefully than equities traders in general, not always, but in general. And basically, bond traders decided that the Fed would continue with loose monetary policy. So we saw some easing in rates, and a little bit more of that on Thursday on some increased numbers for jobless claims and on weak CPI inflation. So we did see some mild easing in treasury rates and basically bond traders being a little ahead of equity traders and figuring out what the Fed is doing.
0: Well, Mark, let's, let's finish up with oil. The gasoline prices just at the pump have gone up for 30 some odd straight days and more. What's going on there and what can we look for uh, down the line?
1: We had some reversal in oil prices this past week, which is sort of a nice surprise yes. given how the run-up has been for quite some time. Uh, On Wednesday, we had a technical issue come into play where there was uh, fund liquidation in metals which spread to other commodities including oil, and also there were concerns that the Fed minutes suggested less robust economic growth than earlier expected. Then finally on Thursday, the, the next big move for the week, we had unexpected increase in crude stockpiles, basically reaching the highest level since July. So that weighed on prices, and we ended ended up with the week with a, a moderate decline. And the, the level is still relatively high, but it did head back down in the other direction.
0: Well, that might be good for the economy as well. Um, I want to remind everybody that Mark produces a 15-page unbiased, jargon-free report covering all of these markets and more. Mark, thanks as always for your time. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. And again, you know, we (laughs) just can't find a boring week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mark, take care. Have a great week and we'll see you on Monday. We'll see you a week from today.
1: Thanks.